Hello, and welcome back to the Bike Walk Wichita podcast, where we cover local bike ped news, interview cool people, and share the latest resources, rides, and walks. I'm your host and the executive director of Bike Walk Wichita, Kim Newfeld, in the recording studio with co-hosts Jack and Amy. Hi, I'm Amy. I help with the e-bike group and the women's group. And hi, I'm Jack. I'm volunteer coordinator with Bike Walk Wichita, and I'm just really glad to get lots of people involved in our organization. Today, we are recording from Bike Walk Wichita headquarters, and we have Barry Carroll, founder of Bike Walk Wichita, joining us. Glad to be here. Most everyone in Wichita, and Kansas for that matter of fact, um, knows Barry, but many of you may not know our history, so I'm excited that you're here today to kind of share um, you know, what your initial thoughts were uh, when you were thinking about creating a bike and pedestrian organization for Wichita. And thanks to all of you who are tuning in uh, for joining us as we talk all things Bike Walk. So, the City Bike Ped Projects are not slowing down. Uh, 2020, we are just ramping up and it's really exciting to see. There are over four dozen uh, city, county, and state projects in play currently. Uh, so our advocacy ambassadors are uh, continuing to monitor and try to get a handle on all these projects so that they can keep all of us informed uh, so that we are aware of what is going on in our neighborhoods and all across our city. Um, so here are a few projects that we thought we would highlight that might pique your interest. Of course, you can always find a list of projects um, and what we're up to on our website. So. For Douglas Avenue redesign, I think we've brought this up at every single episode yeah. that it's we've an important recorded. Project. It's really important for our community. I'm glad we're talking about it. Douglas Avenue, you know, is our iconic Main Street. Uh, and the redesign that we're talking about is from Washington to Grove and is scheduled to start around 2021, although we're hoping that that might get bumped up some. Uh, just to remind you, the redesign project would include, it would reduce Douglas down to three lanes, uh, which includes two traffic lanes, a turning lane, uh, protected bike lanes, on-street parking for both sides, and improved pedestrian crossings and transit stops. It really is a win-win for everyone in our community. Yeah, Douglas Avenue, It's right now it's really, people just drive through it. It's a thoroughfare. They use it to get through the district rather than uh, slowing down to enjoy our district. And we really want to uh, create a better, uh, more viable economic impact for our businesses and having more foot traffic and bicycle traffic and those types of things and, and that uh, involves a, a redesign. It's what people are looking for, um, being able yes. to make this more like other cities. I keep saying it's our turn. Um, lots of communities have done these kinds of road diet projects and we talk about slowing traffic down. It might mean it takes you 18 seconds longer to cross from one side of downtown to the other and I think we can afford that. Um, for that benefit to our, our community and for the businesses. Yes, and the city hired, you know, consultants to come in and really work with residents and the businesses to determine what's, you know, our needs are and what traffic flow studies show. Um, and I think they put together a really good plan. Uh, and it's it was nice to see that the majority of the businesses are completely on board. Um, and even some of the businesses that were in opposition, once they saw the final plan and realized the economic impact that it could have on their business, 
uh, they were all arguing to make sure that the protected bike lane was also on their side. Um, I think, again, a key component to this is that we're not losing the, the parking. We are improving parking all along the district, so that will remain on-street parking that will actually provide that protection to the bike and scooter lane um, and right. then keep the sidewalks nice and clear for pedestrians and all that foot traffic yes. that yes. we'll need to uh, increase for those businesses. So, uh, Also, the consultants, while they were here, recommended when they saw Douglas and what our needs are, they recommended just starting at the river um, and doing the same design pretty much all the way down Douglas. Uh, so that was exciting to hear and it sounds like there's quite a bit of support but I think that project again is going to heat up. Uh, so stay tuned because we will keep you updated on on the downtown portion. It's going to take a lot of advocates, our advocacy ambassadors, of course, but it's going to take a lot of people out there supporting the project and letting their elected officials know that this is something that is popular with people in the community. Mm -hmm. And so stay tuned. Stay tuned. You'll see advocacy alerts that, uh, of course, we'll post again on all our social media channels and on our website. Also, a new project uh, that almost slipped by us uh, unnoticed, which often happens in mm -hmm. city projects, you have to be paying attention, is uh, a new parking lot that Botanica is interested in building uh, right up along the our riverbank. River yeah. So Amy, uh, I know you're oh. in Riverside and, and connected well with this. Yeah, they are uh, proposing to take away a pretty good chunk of our riverfront green space for a parking lot that uh, will be, I mean, I know Botanica gets a lot of traffic for some of their special events with illuminations and the mm -hmm. Halloween stuff and Mother's Day, but when we go, when we walk that area, it's like we had two parking lots that were completely unused. And that was during Illuminations that, was that during, you went and mm -hmm, took that, photos. Um, the, yeah, that was during Illuminations where the parking lot at the Art Museum, completely empty. The parking lot at Cowtown, completely empty. And the parking lot at Cowtown just needs some better lighting. I can see why it mm -hmm. would not be an attractive option to park there. It needs better lighting and then it also needs a, a clear path that mm -hmm. is friendly for people that they understand they can get out of their car and actually get there faster than the shuttle, shuttle bus. buses yes. uh, that were taking people back and forth. Right. Um, it's, it's not that yeah. far to walk, and it just seems you can't see exactly where you're going around that curve. So The the other thing that really surprises me about this project is that uh, several years ago when the Wichita Art Museum um, went to re um, kind of redo their landscaping and re-look re at you know their engagement in the neighborhood they came to our meetings and said help us plan this there was lots of community engagement from the Wichita Art Museum in how they wanted their landscaping to look and, and kind of revamping their image and I'm just really surprised that Botanica isn't doing the same type of thing that this is you know it's like they're just going to take this riverfront green space away from us and not really have any community engagement about it. And, and I know that the side street parking is a headache for a lot of people, but most of the complaints are just the illegal parking that yeah. can be helped with some enforcement. So it sounds like uh, some of the advocacy ambassadors and residents that are in that area um, paying attention have kind of come up with a list of you know, several dozen strategies that could be implemented mm -hmm. uh, to, you know, fix some of these issues and, you know, find solutions that would be much more cost effective. 
One of the things we've been learning about, in fact, it's in our book club book that we'll be talking about, is looking at the real value of projects. And so if we were to say we have prime riverfront real estate and our best use is to put a parking lot that will be empty 90% of the time, let's just rethink that a bit. It's not that we're opposed to parking at Botanica, it's just that we want to make sure when we come up with these projects as a community that it meets the whole community's needs. And the idea of transparency is really important as well. So mm -hmm. I'm glad our advocacy ambassadors are paying attention to these. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to talk about two projects that I'm excited about. Uh, the first one is the uh, Red Bud Trail uh, construction that will begin uh, at the K96 path and go eastward and link up to the one to the path at 159th and Butler County line. Um, this way we'll have connectivity from the canal route around the K96 path into Andover. Which I think is exciting. The second project many of you probably are aware of is the uh, Waco project from Douglas to uh, Central. They're reducing the four lanes to uh, two lanes with a turn lane and a, and a bike lane. So those projects yep. are underway. We've waited a long time. We're exciting, uh, excited to see them finally get started. And it's it's great to see the network filling in. Yes, yeah. um, connections. And, yes, very important. And it's great to see that the city staff and mm -hmm. county staff and decision makers are understanding that. And so. Uh, also, there's been some other great projects. I know, Barry, you mentioned uh, this at our last meeting, the Big Ditch. Uh, they completed the bridge on South Meridian across the Big Ditch. So now there is safe bike ped traffic uh, connection for the school there and also just between Hayesville and Wichita. So that's really nice. That's a nice, nice project. It's one of those big projects. It's a long bridge. Uh, and it really looks nice. We rode that uh, a month or so back on one of the evening rides, and it was just real pleasant. And uh, that's such a pretty part right there along the Big Ditch. We'd say the Big Ditch, but it really is a creekway with lots of wildlife going around. And I, I'm really excited about that and have that, again, that accessibility and connections there. And the bridge is approximately 900 feet long. Which it is, is quite amazing. Impressive. Yeah, amazing project. And one last project, uh, just to let you know. The bike rack design competition ended uh, December 31st and three bike rack designs were chosen uh, mm -hmm. that were submitted by residents and those will be built and installed around the new stadium uh, to increase the, the bike parking there. Um, we are continuing to fight for secure parking. Uh, we know that we need a place to roll in that will keep our bikes safe and also our helmet and our gear and our bags. Um, especially for games and events where we may not be able to take that stuff into the stadium. Right. Uh, so we're continuing to, to raise that awareness. And I know the Bike Pit Advisory Board is it was working with the, the architects and city. So thank you for that. So those are kind of our main projects uh, going on. But there's, like I said, there's four dozen more projects. So if you're interested, visit us online at bikewalkwichita.org slash advocacy. You can find all of the projects listed there. So Jack mentioned our book club just a minute ago, and that kicked off in January. So we kicked off reading Strong Towns by Chuck Marone, and this book, uh, as Jack mentioned, is 
it's a quick read, but it's so in-depth. I mean, the theories and everything be, that are presented in the book really deserve a lot of discussion yes. and I think can really help shape mm -hmm. uh, some of our efforts going on locally. So we are currently reading that, but it goes through February, so you have plenty of time to get your copy uh, from a local bookshop. You can get it online, or you can check with the Advanced Learning Library to see if they still have one available. Um, you can find all the details, again, uh, at bikewalkwichita.org slash book club. It's right on our front page as well. Uh, you can join our Facebook group. We have Virtual Discussion Weekly. And I'm excited to announce that Dr. Russell Fox, who is also a member of the Bike Pen Advisory Board, he is going to be hosting our Strong Towns Community Conversation in February um, at Friends. And that will really wrap up the book club. And that is really going to be the event where hopefully we can get some decision makers. We have quite a few who are reading along with us, and we have quite a few staff. And so hopefully we can kind of dive deep um, and have some of these meaningful conversations. So, uh, Jack, I know you're enjoying the book as well. Yeah, I read it uh, as soon as I got it. Actually, I got a copy from uh, an ebook copy from the library. Um, so there's apparently a copy that there's one person has it now. There's one on on the wait list. You can add your name to the wait list, and you'll get it as soon as they turn it in. Mm -hmm. The uh, book I think is really interesting. The first bit has a little bit of history about how recent this experiment of car-based transportation in cities is. Uh, Fifty yeah. years. Fifty years ago, people walked or you know more local access, and. The point he makes is not that progress is bad, it's that let's be careful how we go through progress and let's think about it. And then the other part I really liked about it in terms of for community organizations like Bike Walk Wichita, uh, taking the next small step. And so for us, that's what we're pushing for the community and for our decision makers. Yes, we need to plan big, but we also need to be looking at what's that next small step that we can do to help our community uh, move forwards. And so I, I really enjoyed the book. It is, and I'm really enjoying the virtual discussion. It's nice because if I have time, I can jump on and look, catch up. Uh, if I'm busy that week, you know, no pressure. Yeah. So it's a really nice way to uh, read the book, engage a little bit, and then join us for the community conversation in February, which we will announce. Speaking of which, our calendar is filling up. Yes, so, it's, it's great. Uh, one thing I love to see is we finally printed out the year's calendar and taped it to our wall and got dates on the calendar all through the year. So we already know when our holiday walk and rides are going to be and everything. But getting a little bit more concrete in February, we've got a couple of events that I'm looking forward to on 2-2 uh, on uh, Groundhog's Day. We're going to have a Groundhog's Day ride. Um, I'll give you more details on that a little bit later in the podcast here. On the 14th, on Valentine's Day, that happens to be Winter Bike to Work Day. And they've actually changed it. It's not just Bike to Work Day. Uh, it's Bike to, and I forget what the term uh, was. You can bike to school, yes. to work, uh, to climate strike, yes. or to love and send a love note. Uh, yes. So just get out and ride, basically. Uh, but it's really important that you sign up at biketoworkday.org. We'll share it, of course, on all our, our channels because um, it shows. Uh, you can actually look at the entire world and see how many people in Russia are riding and how many people in Alaska are, are have committed right, to ride right. that day. So yeah. 
And it doesn't have to be a long ride. You can commit to riding around the block or as far as you want. Yeah, so. I like that they changed it to there with the yes. uh, with a climate strike, and, and they're tying up with a, a, a international organization, I think, as well, mm-hmm. talking about climate. And of course, bicycling and walking, this active transportation fits right in with that. We can't get into that topic right now here. The teaser, we are planning something for um, a climate ride this yes. year in April. So. And, I, and I think that's a really important uh, consideration. But Jen, the thing I like about it is um, normalizing biking. It's okay to ride in cold weather. It's There is no bad weather, just wrong gear is a classic line, and I strongly believe that. But also, like him said, it doesn't have to be to work. I can't ride to work that day. Well, it's okay, go ride somewhere else. The other thing, I really like their website. It's a really it's colorful, flashy. fun, yeah. flashy website. And it, it feels good to be connected to people around the world doing the same thing. I signed up on it yesterday, so Yay. hopefully we'll see a, another little pinpoint in Wichita. And another thing coming up here in uh, February, we've got a couple of bike education classes. We have a mentor maintenance, um, which is a class where you can get one-on-one with one of our bike mechanics check out our website and you can see how to sign up for that. And we're also going to be doing a, a talk on how to ride the dirty Kanza. I think we're calling it uh, DK Fears Answered. And we've got a, some of our friends have signed up for the DK, which is this premier gravel event. Um, they have a 350 mile ride, they have a 200 mile ride, a 100 mile ride, and a 50. And a lot of our friends have signed up for the first time to do the 50 or the 100. And signing up in a cold morning in January is one thing, but then as you start to see how in the world am I going to train, what am I going to need to know, we're hoping that this little informal talk, we'll be having it here on a Wednesday evening, I think, at our our headquarters. And some of the people who are experienced, they'll be able to share, no worries, just mainly get out and ride your bike. But there are some real specific things that we can do, so that'll be on there. And, uh, and yeah, and then coming up in March, uh, that is going to kick off Walk Kansas. So we will be announcing our Walking Wednesday series again, um, and that starts mid March. And then also, if you are looking for some spring training riding, uh, we have a series that you might be interested in. Uh, it'll really help take your riding to the next level, and it will help get your rear in gear, which is what we're calling the the spring training series. I like that. Um, it starts March 14th and we'll cover group riding etiquette, how to increase your miles and distance, and nutrition needs for longest, longer distance riding. So you can either join them for, for one ride in class, these are all on bike, um, or you can do the whole series. So lots of great uh, events filling up our calendar. And one that I'm super excited, oh uh, Amy is going to, to give <laughs> us an update on. Well, we uh, had so much fun and great feedback for our uh, Women's Bike Summit that we had a couple of years ago that we're uh, doing a women's bike uh, bike lunch conference. So we're just, uh, it's March 21st. So keep watching social media for three, two, one, go. It's our lunch panel. We're going to have four women uh, from various different riding styles, uh, gravel or mountain biking, bike packing, adventure endurance, uh, racing, or bike commuting. And we're just going to, we'll, we'll have lunch, we'll ask the panel a few questions, we'll open it up to your questions, and uh, talk about how to go from 
writing just around your neighborhood to you know some of these other traditions of of writing or or yeah getting more involved in the local groups mm -hmm. there's a lot of groups right. uh you know that are writing uh yeah. on, you know locally so, so this is a way to connect and uh, network with them so yeah. we're super excited and how how do they stay motivated to get themselves and the bike out the front door cuz that's <laughs> a that's a big step for a lot of us is to just get yourself and the bike out the front door to yeah. go ride once you're on the bike it's it's, it's amazing mm -hmm. but uh, sometimes getting out the door is a challenge. Small steps. That's exactly. Kind of what right. it talks about in strong towns, and that is a real thing in real life of just take that next next right step. So you can find details um, about 321GO uh, on our website at bikewalkwichita.org slash women and also on our Women Bike ICT Facebook group. So if you want to uh, join in the party planning or if you just want to uh, reserve your spot for a delicious lunch and networking, mm -hmm. uh, let us know. Our guest today on our podcast is Barry Carroll, and Barry, as many of you know, is the founder of Bike Walk Wichita. It was his idea to start this organization, and uh, that's been 10 years ago, so this has been a real fun journey to, to share with you, Barry. I was really pleased that you asked me as one of the people at the start to, to get involved. I didn't really understand exactly what you were talking about, and I sure did not expect it to look like what we've got in front of us now. So tell us a little bit, well, first off, who are you? Tell us a little about who you are, what's your background, and why is this something that's interesting to you? Why was this important? Thank you, Jack. Um, bicycling has been one of my passions. Uh, I grew up in rural Kentucky and bicycling equaled freedom for yes. me. I had uh, friends up and down the road and uh, rode my bike all over the place. Um, in those days, uh, they were heavy clunkers, single speeds. Uh, when I bought a what we called a 10-speed, I thought I had really stepped it up. Um, and it was also heavy, looking back at it. But I uh, moved from um, Kentucky to uh, Wichita in 1982. Mm -hmm. um, I primarily was a runner at that point, uh, but then I got interested in long-distance cycling. Um, I joined the Oz Bike Club, and I might say that they were the most friendly and helpful people to give me ideas and, and just teach me how to, to ride etiquette, uh, how to ride longer distances, and uh, and probably the most important thing, I made friends. Yeah. I, I didn't know very many people in Wichita at that point. So helped me to build a community um, uh, around cycling. So my sort of an evolution uh, of my thinking around bicycling, starting to ride long distances, became, you know, it became important to me and then I got to thinking about you know the Oz Club basically rode in rural areas but then I was thinking oh, what about urban riding and then um, we had a series of um, seminars here uh, well across the state was outdoors and and the built environment right. that was a great summit I, I attended a few of those yeah, we had speakers from all over the country and they were talking about uh, 
the, the really progressive things they were doing in their communities, uh, walking school buses. Um, mm -hmm. And then we had um, the mayor from Columbia, Missouri, come and talk to us. That was a great, great presentation. Darwin Hinman, Hinman I think. Mm -hmm. I just found out that he just passed away this year. He was one of the leaders, the father of the Katy Trail, um, a lot of things in Columbia, Missouri that he really changed. Mm -hmm. And as a mayor, he really kicked that community in gear to become really a cycling mecca. Mm -hmm. We were jealous. He was an iconic figure. He dressed up in a suit and rode his bicycles to all his um, uh, meetings and was just a really much of an advocate for cycling and I think going to those summits planted the seed in my mind that Wichita could do something better than what we are doing. So um, about that time in 20, uh, uh, 2010. 2010, the city had a master downtown planning process going on. They had a consultant from Boston coming in, and there were focus groups on uh, being asked to provide input. Well, as it happened, um, at the 11th hour, they forgot all about bicycling, <gasps> and they cobbled together the usual suspects and we met over in the Chamber of Commerce and we provided our input and at the very end the consultant she said how often do you get together share information and coordinate activities and we looked around the room and we said oh never <laughs> we don't do that coordinate we just go ride I mean yeah we and, meet up for rides right and, and so at that point it was sort of like a light bulb went off in my head is mm -hmm. like we, we need to do something so I asked the facilitator I said would you give me your sign-in sheet mm -hmm. and she said sure I'll make you a copy and I thought I'm going to reach out to these usual suspects and see if they would be interested in forming some kind of group, not sure what it would look like, but um, just to see if, if this is something that people would be interested in. And I remember those early days, uh, I was one of the ones that you asked, and I said, sure, what are we gonna do? How can we be like Columbia or some of these other communities? Mm -hmm. And I didn't really have a clue what those steps would be. And so as we got started, I know that you were just really intentional in what kind of organization you wanted to get going. Talk about that a little bit. That's correct. We, we took our time, sometimes there's a term, uh, to go slow so that we can go faster later. Mm -hmm. uh, so we obsessed on what is our vision for a group like this? What would it look like? Uh, what would be our uh, values? Um, what would be our goals and strategic plans? And this is off-putting to some people. Yes. They, um, <laughs> you know, so my challenge at that point was to keep the group going, mm -hmm. but not to turn people off so that they would just give up and say, well, we're not doing anything. Mm -hmm. You would hear that. Well, we're not doing anything. We need to do something. My retort was, well, we, we need to know what we need, need to mm -hmm. do, 
and not just um, do something just to be doing it. So we wanted, yeah. we wanted a unique group to fill a niche in our community. We didn't want to compete with the bike shops. Right. We didn't want to duplicate efforts with the Oz Bike Clubs or the Prairie Travelers. Uh, we wanted to meet a community need and um, so it took us uh, t some time to do that. Uh, there were lots of people that collaborated with us during this this time. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm looking now at our website on our About Us page, and you were talking about how important it was for you to come up with a vision, a mission, strategic plan. And it's interesting to see how, because you all took time to do it right, I don't know if we've changed the wording on these a bunch because it really does fit with what we're looking at now. What we say our vision is, Biking and walking are integrated into Wichita's daily life, culture, and infrastructure. And when we look at what we're doing right now, mm -hmm. that fits exactly right. Our mission is to transform Wichita into a more livable, accessible, connected city by making biking and walking safe, equitable, and appealing. Now, remember us struggling a lot on that line there of really wanting to make sure that that, that equitable part was in there because bicycling can be seen as an elite activity. I know people have $10,000 bikes. I've ridden with them, ridden behind them. Um, most folks aren't doing that. Uh, what we were looking at is really understanding that for our community to proceed, to grow, to be healthy, it was going to take um, having active transportation, active living, being just part of regular normal life here. And Wichita had a reputation of being a car city. You can't get people out of their car. They're going to drive to the parking lot at the mall and then they're going to get in a car and go back in and drive around to the other side of the mall instead of walking across. That's Wichita. What we found out is that we can integrate uh, biking and walking into our everyday life culture and infrastructure and we're still working on that. And so that's really cool that we're able to start with that idea. Um, once we got going, I remember we had, had a core group of folks there that we met different places around. And we're mainly focused on, on advocacy and, and collaborating with some of the other groups I remember and some education. Um, kind of what were the next steps? How did we get here? I think we kept, kept our eye on the big picture of improving overall community health and uh, a cultural and social change mm -hmm. in our community. Yeah. And that, that was our driver. Uh, we kept our eyes, I think, on the prize. and But we decided we wanted to have some fun while we were at it. Yes. Uh, so we would have different events and we were building a sense of community and people it, it's almost uh, it's kind of a cliche but if you build it mm -hmm. they will come mm -hmm. and people started coming yeah from so, mm -hmm. Detroit mm -hmm. from Dallas from all over the places with passion for improving uh, our community yeah so as we we were sort of nomadic. We were meeting at the City Arts Building. We were meeting at the YMCA. One time we met in the, the City Arts was closed and we there was a wine shop that let us meet in their basement. I remember that, yes. And uh, 
So we just kept it going. Um, we had had different events. I remember the, we started with some movies, and mm-hmm. that was a fun way to get the community out. Um, and some of these other kind of events where we tried to pull people in. Well, but, very first event, really, I, I when I kind of got started was Riverfest. Um, oh, and yeah. I kind of thought you were crazy uh, <laughs> that we were going to dedicate so much time and energy uh, to provide bike valet parking at Riverfest. Uh But wow, we've done that every year since, and that is really, I think, how we grew the movement and started getting more people, uh, because we would meet just tons of people that we would never interact with uh, on a daily basis. Yeah. I like that bike valet. Uh, Year after year, we meet people who have never heard of us, and we can share what we're doing. Or we see people who just love what we're doing and they can make sure they come and visit us each year at Riverfest and check in. And so that's really fun. One of the couple early things that uh, I thought were very kind of pivotal, we had a cyclist that was hit by a car on uh, 254. His name was Diego. And we very quickly put together a fundraising event for him down mm-hmm. in Old Town at Heroes. We had a white elephant sale. We raised $3,000 for Diego in a short period of time. And I, and at that point I thought, there's, there is passion and energy behind what we're doing. Yes. And then uh, Ben Shorentino, who former County Commissioner actually flew Diego back to Italy at his own expense Mm -hmm. and that was a very kind of a powerful uh, thing. The community coming together Mm -hmm. and what we really were were building at that point is we were seeing community needs and we were seeing things that were not met and we were looking how can we how can we meet these community needs and we think biking and walking, well, there are some real real significant needs that we can can meet there. And we tried we tried to think about how to engage all segments of the community. Uh, someone uh, came up with the idea of having a bike beautiful fashion mm-hmm. show. I think we, that was your wife, actually. I think uh, it was my wife. <laughs> I think Nancy, that was by Nancy. The way. And uh, I thought it was kind of a I didn't know whether that would work or not. Our first our first one that we held on uh, Commerce Street, we had over a hundred people who had never engaged with us before. So we were engaging the unusual voices. It was yes. fabulous. And I will never forget sitting at City Arts and uh, meeting Alan, uh, who rolled in and just asked, what are you doing for our homeless friends who need a bike every day for transportation? Mm-hmm. And I remember we were doing nothing really at that point. Yeah. Um, I just remember the power in that question. Yeah, yes. one of our core values was uh, uh, diversity and equity. We yes. wanted uh, projects spread throughout all segments of the city. And when the Red Bud went through, the first section went through the northeast mm-hmm. part of the community and we had a big celebration at 17th and Oliver, and yes. everybody came there, and there was drumming, and there were people speaking, testimonials became kind of a like a, a community religious kind of uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, energy to it, I and mean, that was really exciting. Yeah. And then um, kind of transitioning, we decided that maybe um, 
maybe we should become a nonprofit organization. So uh, that can be kind of off-putting to some people. So I had some experience working with the IRS applications and uh, long story short, we became a uh, IRS 501c3 organization with bylaws, with uh, articles of incorporation and that way we could take donations and that was kind of a pivotal point. Yeah. And a board where people committed yeah. mm -hmm. and really at that up to that point there had been some some committed volunteers but it wasn't something where we were saying okay th this organization is going to last beyond my interest or your interest. We really wanted to build this as something that would uh, sustain um, people get busy and, and uh, some of our original folks are, are there as uh, regular volunteers but even if they're not regular volunteers, they're still strong supporters. And so that that's exciting on that. Um, and then being able to take donations is important, and that's something. The far, at the start, we really didn't push for that. I remember saying we need people more than we need money because we were working on, on getting volunteers. Uh, for example, Riverfest took lots of volunteer time, and so we were saying that. We need people more than money, and we kept building that up of, People are welcome. That's what we want. We didn't want this to be an exclusive club. We didn't want this to be just a few people doing things for other people. But we wanted this to be an organization that represented the community as best as we could and that looked out to see where those needs were and to see what are some of these concrete next steps we can do to take that. That comes to those concrete next steps. We're sitting here in this building, our intergalactic headquarters, I like to call it. How'd that come about? Well, a friend of a friend. Mm -hmm. um, we were nomadic. Um, we were meeting all over the place, and we we didn't have a place. And so, someone said there was a place down on South Laura that might be open. And uh, I think this was in 2015. Let me see if, yeah. if yeah. I'm probably thinking. around that time. I think and so. and yeah. I know uh, part of it happened with Alan doing his right. outreach uh, bike repair at Open Door, and the Wichita Eagle happened to do an article and show a picture. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, helped, you know, build some excitement with you know the building owner. And it, it was and. and it, Immediately we came in and we painted the place. We've painted it twice. Uh -huh. We have, uh, but it gave us a home, mm -hmm. and it it was much more. It was um, pivotal in that it uh, gave us a home base to operate out of. Yeah, and uh, that that was something that we didn't have, and so lots of things started emanating from this building. Yeah. Um, let me back up just a little bit. Uh, another, I think, very crucial part was uh, the city's um, proposed master bicycle plan. Right. So during 2013, um, there were 50 public meetings with over 3,000 people providing input into the city's master bicycle plan. Yeah. And to my big surprise, the city council unanimously voted to approve it. And within that plan, there were ten top our top ten projects. I was on the subcommittee that um, working on that plan, and um, 
that really gave energy to the city, to the larger community. And the following year, almost all 10 of those projects were done. Uh, and some of the big ones were uh, bike lanes on Market and Topeka, yeah. on First and Second. It yeah, made a big yeah. impact on the community. I was not sure how the community was going to accept all of that, but it uh, some of the best things I like to hear when people come back to Wichita and say, Wichita's really changed. Yeah. And I think that was a visual uh, big uh, win for for our cycling community. Absolutely, and, and what's nice is we've seen continued support um, pretty much yes. unanimously. Um, among a lot of our decision makers mm -hmm. ever since and so yeah. partly because they had so many residents who provided input mm -hmm. uh, so it's clear yes. uh, that a wide variety of people want these priority projects. And then the following year the master bicycle plan, uh, I'm sorry, the master pedestrian plan right. was um, uh, implemented and it, part of the master bicycle plan was the formation of the city's uh, bike ped advisory board and um, I think in 2014 and we and that's becoming a more and more important mm -hmm. city ad advisory mm -hmm. board uh, that people can provide input uh, into this board and and we can uh, make our recommendations to the city council mm -hmm. so um, I guess to summarize uh, if you can dream it you can do it uh, and it was um, a collaboration from all kinds of people in the community we we still want younger people people of color uh, all kinds of people poor people people with means to join in our movement as we move Wichita on I think the future for Biking and walking in Wichita is uh, very, very positive, and uh, I like the direction we're going. Yes, it is exciting, um, and it's super exciting to see, you know, really our momentum building and, you know, what's really being, uh, you know, just daily lives are being changed, and our, our city truly is transforming. And so I think that keeps the passion and the energy going and maintaining this resident-led organization, which... Is it, that's really a feat in of itself. Yes. Yes. Um, so thank you for everything that you've done and uh, for continuing to be, you know, that that backbone and that voice. Mm -hmm. And I, I feel so much pride yes. in this, and uh, as and, you should. And I, I didn't do it myself. It was it was a collaborative effort, and I like the stories that we've heard. Uh, we've heard many stories of people who've lost 50 pounds mm -hmm. riding and they're no longer on you know medication or people that you know that's that kind of change their lifestyles through biking and walking and, yeah. and and lots of smiles we see on people when they are at our events and our walks and our rides uh, and, and we want people to have fun as we as we promote biking and walking in our community. And that is a really important idea that biking and walking, active living, it just, it feels good. But to know that we're 
really affecting beyond ourselves. that it's something bigger than just us taking a walk or going on a ride or even joining a group ride, that it, it's bigger than that. It takes, uh, it takes some effort on a, on a part of some key folks, but it does. It takes that whole community um, to share in that and, and to support that. And one of the real keys is, uh, as Kim said, we've got some momentum and then now we really want to scale up and we're really looking now um, to take this organization to the next level. And we've, in the last year or two, I promised Kim I would quit saying we need people more than money because we need both. Because especially once we've got a building and we have these, these expenses, there's that. But also we really are looking to, to scale up to share these, these little small steps that we're talking about to help more people in the community. And so we're asking folks um, for uh, support and we have a membership plus program. The way we put it is, if you bike or walk in Wichita, you're already a member, you're already one of us and, and, and you support in a lot of different ways. But the member plus somebody you know, is for people who take that extra step and are able to share resources. Um, cash gifts, uh, in-kind gifts, things like that. But folks that can really be able to, to support us, and this is really important now because in January and February, we have a matching gift again. And so we'll have uh, up to $5,000 that will be matched. So we really are asking all of our supporters to check out our website or Facebook, you'll see links to it, to, to sign up. And you can do a one-time gift of $10 and that's wonderful. Or we have several of our friends that are doing monthly donations, whether it's $10 a month or $20 a month. You get some nice swag if you become a member. And, yes. and we've done some really creative, inexpensive, but nice things. For example, upcycling bike parts. We have uh, jewelry, these lovely feather earrings, not that I'm wearing, but uh, uh, feather earrings that are made out of recycled tubes. We have a keychain out of recycled tubes. Um, we try to make things uh, fun and creative and that involve people or involve our volunteers putting them together. You can get that as, as, a, as a thank you basically for your support. We also are looking for sponsors and so if you know of any business that would like to have um, some uh, support getting their brand in front of a lot of active people then Bike Walk Wichita sponsorship is a good way to go with that. We started this last year and again this year we already have a number of sponsors so I'll do a quick shout out thanks to them. Palmer Physical Therapy for Women they were a sponsor last year and I heard great things from them of what the reaction of that was. They were able to get some good business of, of people coming, but just getting known and being part of the community of this active living. Yeah, very much part of the community. We also have Truck Stuff is repeating as a sponsor. Um, Bicycle Exchange and Peddler were both sponsors last year. Family Care Associates, that's my wife's practice, and she's a sponsor as well. And then uh, Medi's joined us this year, the restaurant here in, in Old Town. Which is a perfect collaboration because we make hungry people. So. Exactly. Active living sure. means active appetites, right? Yes. So yes, so. if you uh, know of a business or if you're interested in putting your brand next to ours, uh, contact us and we can share our 2020 uh, sponsorship packet with you. And that includes a customized promotion plan uh, for the whole year. So it, you know, you can jump on, and all of these fun events uh, that people attend, they will all see, uh, you know, what local businesses truly want to support biking and walking, and are are willing to step up and take that action. 
in the support for our sponsors, it's not just slapping your logo on our website and calling it done. Um, we're really interested to find out what could work with you. So for example, with Palmer Physical Therapy, we uh, hosted a ride right local near their place on the Redbud. And we were able to talk about their support, of course, but it was a really social ride and people really got to, to feel part of something. And, and I like that we're able to do this really creatively. So absolutely, thanks to our leadership team for that. So, um, as we mentioned, we're a resident-led organization, and that is key to everything that we do. And uh, so Jack is our volunteer coordinator. Uh, we always ask him, uh, you know, who has kind of stood out the past month. And so who do you have for our volunteer spotlight uh, this month? So our volunteer spotlight this month is Gary Vreeland, Pathfinder extraordinaire. Uh, he's been volunteering with Bike Walk Wichita for more than five years, and I think even longer than that. Um, we can always count on Gary to lead our, our rides, our slow rolls, um, and he does other rides. One thing I love about Gary's rides is he's got a knack for finding places we've never been. Seems like every ride we, we're on with that Gary has led, somebody says, I've never been here before. I never knew this path existed. And so he really is a, a pathfinder. Uh, but that's not all. Uh, Gary is a, a league certified cycling instructor. And what that means is that uh, he's had some training in terms of how to effectively teach people how to become a safer, more uh, capable cyclist. And um, that's been a really fun program that we've done. And he's a really good instructor there on our Safe City Cycling class. And he's also part of our communication work group, uh, being a regular meeting attendee and sharing his ideas with that. So we're really glad to have him as, as part of our organization there. And I'm really excited about our next slow roll that we have coming up for February, which is actually just tomorrow. So hopefully you're listening to this when we've released it on February 1st so that you don't miss out on our Groundhog's Day ride. But Jack, yeah. do you want to yeah. kind of... Yeah, Talk uh, to us about that ride. Right. Speaking of Gary, he's going to be our leader again for the Groundhog uh, Day, our February slow roll. It's going to be a ride. We're going to be starting at Aeroplanes over in Delano. And we were talking about Groundhog Day and the movie Groundhog Day and how things repeat. And so considering how little has happened to make Douglas Avenue safer for everybody over the past year, in spite of all the resident and business support, we're continuing to ask, what's the holdup? Douglas can have it all. It could have the pedestrian crossings and the protected lanes and on-street parking and all of these things we've talked about. And it's endlessly frustrating to continue the same conversations and studies only to learn the obvious, what we've already known. We need safe streets now. Even Bill Murray would be wondering if we're just stuck on repeat. So for our Groundhog Day ride, we're gonna be talking about this and we're gonna try to, to, to make our point. And the way we'll do that is we're gonna ride on Groundhog's Day on Douglas. And we're gonna ride in the area where the Douglas plan is. We'll start in Delano and we'll go over east, over past Old Town. We'll see where we turn around at. It's a slow roll, everyone is welcome. And um, we're looking forward to, to get to getting people out on Douglas so they can see the potential for this real gem for us there. Yeah, and you know, really to remind our decision makers that uh, people on bikes and scooters are already riding already Douglas there. Avenue, and that it really is time for the infrastructure to catch up. You know, yeah. our lives and our local businesses deserve to thrive, 
uh, and increasing people traffic we know is the best way. So join us for the Slow Roll event. Um, I think it sounds like it's going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully the weather cooperates. Um, yeah. Helmets, lights, and water are highly encouraged. Um, and it's a great way just to meet new people. And I think it'll be also a great way to build up your appetite for your Super Bowl um, right. appetizers and festivities later it's that night. It's on Super Bowl Sunday, but we are starting it earlier. Yes, 2 p.m. So We'll be uh, done in plenty of time plenty to catch time. all the commercials. And, and you'll be able action. to work up an appetite. So, Well, okay. thank you so much for joining us today. Um, we always welcome you to our monthly meetings. We hold those on the third Thursday. Uh, of every month, which has never changed since 2010. Bike Walk Wichita <laughs> has been meeting on the third Thursday of each month, so no excuse with forgetting. And that was one of Barry's things. Don't change it. Yes. Keep it the same time to be predictable and reliable and folks will know to come. And we provide snacks. We also have a social hour after the meeting, uh, BYOB. If you can't join us in person, we have a virtual link uh, for all of our work group meetings, actually. So uh, check out our calendar and our Facebook events uh, and really jump in. The work groups are really where the magic happens, where the rubber meets the road, yes. so to speak. So uh, if you have a, an issue in your neighborhood or you have a connection issue with, uh, you know, in the network where you you bike let us know uh, that's the only way we can uh, bring some attention to it so also on our website we do have a, a page we haven't talked about it a lot our crash data there's there is a place on there if you have a problem you've been involved in an accident um, and maybe you don't feel comfortable reporting to the police there's a form there you can report it there and that's that's important keep in touch with bike walk wichita let us know what's going on good and bad we want to make sure our decision makers know what's really happening out there we would really want to assess these community needs and part of that is uh, hearing back from people so facebook website let us know Extra thanks to Barry for joining us Thank in you, our Barry. podcast You're welcome. team. welcome. It was, it was fun. Uh, and thanks to Jack and Amy for co-hosting and to Christian for production. Uh, stay well, be safe, and get outdoors. See you on Groundhog Day.